Welcome to the Beauty Aside Podcast. I'm Gentry Quinn. I dropped out of school at the age of 17, got my GED, and still managed to build multiple businesses and a beauty line from the ground up. Beauty Aside, each week we'll be talking with entrepreneurs and learning what it takes to achieve balance and what it really means to follow your dreams. I am here today with one of my dear friends, and I am so, so excited for you guys to learn so much from her. She has been the director of marketing for Venus Concept, specializing in non-surgical facial treatments. She's worked at Allergan. She has experience with Botox, uh, Juvederm filler, body contouring, the list goes on and on. She's currently a territory manager for Invisalign, which is so cool. And I'm so grateful to have you. Welcome, Claire. Yay! I'm Yay. so happy to be here. <laughs> Calling in from across the pond. Um, That's right. Tell our listeners you. where you're calling in from. Um, so I'm calling in from dark, rainy, cold England. (laughs) (laughs) So I live just outside of um, London and um, I've been here for five years now and it's, it's home for me. I thought it would be a really cool opportunity to talk about some trendy versus tried and true beauty treatments because you have such a wide array of knowledge and experience in so many different beauty arenas, really looking at your resume. And um, and also want to kind of talk about the difference between products in Europe versus the US because I know from having my own makeup line and sourcing products from like Canada and Europe and stuff like that, that there are a lot of differences. So does that sound good to you? I am so excited. Yes. It sounds amazing. Push on. I'm, I'm excited. What, what should we talk about first? So I'm thinking, let's talk about the eyes because I did this. uh, I often do questionnaires on my Facebook page just to ask questions from all of these awesome women that are kind of in the same age bracket that I'm in, which is 35 and up. And one of the main concerns that so many women had were eyes. And I can so relate to that. And I'm sure you can too. So I thought I would ask you, you know, often whenever I have a Skin Talks episode, I am doing it with my friend, Cecily, who's also an esthetician. And we generally talk about more holistic remedies. But because you have so much experience with so many different concepts in the beauty world, with whether it's, you know, non-surgical facial treatments to fillers and sculpting and things like that. I thought I would ask you, what can we do, you know, when like eye creams aren't enough? Like, do you have any secret weapons with all the stuff that you've (laughs) tried or taught people how to do? Like, is there anything we're missing? Because, you know, creams and things like that, they're, they are so helpful and they're comforting and they have a progressive effect on the skin, but sometimes people might need a little something more extra. Yeah. So I think I'm going to be the bad girl on your podcast. I'm going to be the bad influence probably, um, for, for, uh, holistic treatments. And, you know, you and I met at Aveda. So I always at the core of everything that I recommend, I still am very much cautious and I'm more on the natural side. So even if you went more into the injectables, um, I still always go say less is more. Um, so let's talk about the eyes. No one wants to look tired. Okay. And especially I think if you've got kids, 
um, like I do, your schedule is, is horrendous at times and you're lucky to get a little bit of sleep, um, let, a, let alone a time to put an eye cream on. So what I usually recommend and what I see is there's different aspects of, of the aging of the eye. So obviously we've got those really lovely smile lines. When we smile, we call the crow's feet lines. They kind of radiate down the cheeks and these can make us look tired. They can make us look uh, aggressive at times. They can make us look more exaggerated. And I know a lot of women don't like them because also makeup tends to settle in those lines and age us more than we may, may actually be. Um, so there's a couple things I recommend. If you know you don't have loads of time and you don't like pain and you don't want to have injectables because you don't like needles, things like that, you can stick to eye creams, um, anything with like green tea in it, so antioxidants, um, anything that would be more, I would say, cooling and maybe caffeine as a key ingredient because that's going to help with any puffiness. Look for those key ingredients and stick it in the refrigerator and put that on in the morning. I definitely recommend that being part of, and as I'm sure you do, before you apply any makeup. Um, and it's also great if you want to do it at night. So AM and PM should be some sort of eye cream. Okay. Now, if you want to take that up a notch, um, let's say that those crow's feet lines are really bothering you. What we sold or what we do still sell for crow's feet lines, and it is um, FDA approved for it, is Botox. And a lot of women don't realize that Botox does treat fine lines, wrinkles around the eyes. They think it's something that makes people look quite frozen. I'm sure you've heard that term. I don't want to look frozen. I don't want to look frozen. We actually use Botox around the eyes. And what it does is it softens those lines because it minimizes the movement. So when we minimize the movement. We prevent those lines from getting progressively worse. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily get rid of those lines if they've then been there for a while, but it's going to stop them from getting worse. Okay, so it's more of a preventative treatment. Got it. Are you still with me? Yes, I got it. Preventative <laughs> treatment, crow's feet. We're progressing up the scale. We're going more holistic to, to so, <laughs> I think another thing with eyes is we have this thing called tired eyes. And a lot of times people and women particularly say, I'm just tired of looking tired. And usually what they're referring to is bags under the eyes or darkness or hollowness under the eyes. And this is going to be really controversial, what I'm going to say, and people aren't going to like it necessarily, but I have seen remarkable results with it. And I've seen patients actually cry from the results because it's so life-changing. When we as you know, women or men go through a treatment and it's something that's so insecure and we have it fixed, that is very emotional for a lot of people. So with eyes, we call it the, the tear trough. And this is usually a hollowness and a darkening underneath the eyes. What we recommend is a couple things. Uh, a, you can have dermafiller placed underneath your, um, the fat pads that are actually in the tear trough. And what that does is it will minimize the darkness. Okay, so it helps with pigment. It'll hydrate the eyes. So it'll fill in the fine lines and wrinkles, like the crepiness. And it actually gives support. So it actually eliminates that kind of deep crease underneath the eye and lifts it back up. Okay. Um, now, the reason I say it's controversial, what I'm about to say is people don't understand the aging process. So 
you really, if you've got deep hollows underneath your eyes, it actually is quite normal part of the aging process. And what you need assessed is actually going to be your cheeks and your mid face because your cheeks actually support um, the structure underneath your eyes. Okay. I'm learning something here. I have, not, I have not had fillers. I know I am probably maybe one of the few people in my forties and I'm not saying that I don't look like I need to. I'm just saying I have never used a filler. So if there's other people out there listening like me, I have to ask the question or questions. Um, does, does it hurt? That's my first question. Yeah. So that's a massive question that I hear I heard in the field, um, I thought before I even had treatment and my partner owns a skin clinic. So he is a doctor and he primarily only does dermafiller treatments and Botox. That's it. And that's a question we see a lot in clinic. And that's a really common thing people ask that haven't had treatment yet. It's kind of this unknown. You know what I mean? It's like an unknown fear. And the simple answer is no. What the treatment entails is a, usually a topical lidocaine. So the area goes numb. And if you go to a really great doctor or nurse um, that's been doing it for a long time and they use really good products, you know, they're really skilled in anatomy. They're going to know what may hurt more than other areas. And they're going to support you through that. But they're also going to use products that have lidocaine. So the area goes numb. Treatment's really quick. It's, you know, 15, 20 minutes. It's nothing long. And you're you know, your partner, your friends rarely even can notice you've had anything done. So it's kind of like this, we call it like a, a lunchtime treatment, injectables are, because it's not this long lengthy surgery process that used to happen back in the day, these, you know, plastic surgery centers you see on TV, like botch and all that. Um, it's a really simple procedure and it's nearly painless compared to surgery. Okay. So my next question would be, is it safe? Like how many, how many studies have been done around it? I mean, I'm not asking for specifics, obviously. I'm just saying if I'm worried about side effects, can you give me any insight into how, how at ease I should feel before getting this done? <laughs> yeah. Make me feel better about it, Claire. Make me feel better. Let me, let me, let me give you a virtual handhold is what I call it. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> yeah, so that's a really good question. Uh, I think the thing is, the products themselves are safe. So they go through very, very, very stringent clinical studies and approvals before they go to market, just like any other prescription drug um, that you would take, say, you know, antibiotics, something for the flu. It goes through the exact same clinical trial and phase those drugs go through for the FDA. So always go for a product that's FDA approved and cleared, A. B, Botox is a simple protein. A lot of people don't realize that. So we have this fear around it that it's a poison. Um, and that's actually not true. It's actually a simple protein. And the only thing it's doing is it's, a, it's eliminating muscle contraction. And what, how it's doing that is it's going into the muscle and where we have a communicating nerve into the muscle it simply goes in and blocks that communication. So I think in our head, we make it a lot more scary than it is. It's not permanent. It wears off in about three to four months. Um, and so if you don't like it, you don't have to have it done again. In terms of is dermafiller safe? 
again, the product is safe. It's um, made of hyaluronic acid. And as you know, I love hyaluronic acid, whether it's injected, whether it's topical, whether it's in my hair, girl, I can't get enough of HA. I mean, it's, <laughs> totally. I think you can agree. It's a hero totally. product. It is a hero it, product. Like if you guys are listening to this, y'all go get a vat of HA, hyaluronic acid, hundred <laughs> percent pure, like put it in your hair, on your body, in your bath, eat it, drink it. It's amazing. But we that's what German people, people is. We should tell people what hyaluronic acid is because I take for granted because I even carry it in my own line and that everyone knows. And plus from the commercials of all the big brands, they have their own products with hyaluronic acid. So the way I describe it, and then I want to hear what you how you describe it because every, people resonate with different types of verbiage. But it's, you know, it's, it's something we all produce in our bodies and hyaluronic acid brings moisture up to the cells of the skin and helps you retain it. That's how I describe it to my customers in, in layman's terms. How would you describe it to someone? Yeah. So, um, in layman's terms, it is an absolute hero product, A. Eh? Um, and why I say that is because it's the number one water loving molecule. So, when I say a water-loving molecule, I mean one molecule of hyaluronic acid attracts up to a thousand times its own weight. So when we use hyaluronic acid on our skin, it's so hydrating that it's actually pulling moisture from the air back into our skin. So we call it a humectant. It's absolutely amazing. Um, and any product that you need that is anti-aging or hydrating you always want to flip the label back and look for hyaluronic acid because it's just going to be your go-to. It's going to be your go-to ingredient, truly. Yeah. Um, and what hyaluronic acid is, it's actually a, it's a sugar. And we actually reconstitute it into a gel-like form. And we take that gel-like form. And a lot of pharmaceutical companies have very strict protocols and patented technology of how they actually manufacture. And what we do is called cross-link that gel. When you cross-link the gel, it protects it from breaking down, and then we inject it into the skin, okay? And the reason it's used is a couple reasons. A, it's safety profile. So because we have HA, hyaluronic acid, in our body, our body's going to recognize that, and it's going to actually blend with our own, our own hyaluronic acid. We actually have receptors in our skin called CD4, I think CD44. CD44, they're hyaluronic acid receptors. So when you're injected with HA, these receptors are there and they understand what that is and they actually take it in and they integrate it. Okay. So that's one part of it. The second part is hyaluronic acid is dissolvable. So it's not permanent. It can be broken down. And that's another reason it's quite safe. So say that something went wrong or you don't like the treatment, it can be broken down within 15, 20 minutes. Um, the third thing is it breaks down naturally on its own. So hyaluronic acid is broken down into pretty much, I would say after 12 months, depending on the product, nothing. Because your body needs hydration. It ends up scavenging it. You've got free radicals that scavenge up all of the HA that's injected um, anywhere into your body, including your face. So I will say if you end up getting dermafillers, it does need maintenance because it will break down naturally. Good to know. Good to know. I would like to inject hyaluronic acid all into 
all different parts of my body right now. I'm just <laughs> <desert>. talking. <laughs> very <laughs> moisturizing. Yeah, very, very moisturizing. These dry, scaly legs. At least I have some good cocoa butter lotion. But anyways, okay, so let's move on to wrinkles because I feel like some of what you're saying can also apply to wrinkles. And I know wrinkles, it's, it's, a, it's a very broad term, but, it, you know, wrinkles is all-encompassing when you think of, like, fine lines, uh, the crow's feet, you were talking about the lines around the mouth. What did you call those? Yeah. So the lines around the mouth. So you've got smokers lines, we call them smokers Smoke lines. lines. You can have them even if you don't smoke. So if you are quite expressionate, you know, younger, if you puckered, even if you kissed a lot, you can have those lines. <laughs> hey. So yeah. So lines around the mouth, they're annoying because as we age, we might still want to wear makeup. I mean, you're, you're a makeup artist. I'm sure you hear it all the time. How do I get my makeup to not bleed? Right? right. Right. Or sink into those lines. Like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. That's always a problem. So it's a couple things. I think we have to look at the texture and tone of skin. A eh? we have to look and see, right. Has there been extensive sun damage and therefore what is the collagen and the actual texture of the skin like. And if there seems to be a compromise where it's a lot of skin damage, I always recommend having a great chemical peel, okay? Really going back in and hydrating the skin. Again, something with hyaluronic acid or anything with, I'd say, an antioxidant. So your hero products there are going to be retinols, they're going to be retinase. And then after that, if those lines are still bothering you, Again, there's a couple of treatments. Non-surgically, you can have what's called radio frequency. And what radio frequency does is it heats the skin to a therapeutic temperature and it rebuilds what we call our, our collagen bank. So we've got a collagen bank that as we age, imagine just like a little robber going in and stealing a little bit of that bank every month, like a monthly toll. Okay, so as we age, we've got less and less of that collagen bank. So if we do treatments like radio uh, frequency, we're giving back, we're depositing collagen back into our collagen bank. So that's actually going to help boost not only those fine lines and wrinkles, it's going to help hydrate and plump the skin, and it's going to get that skin nice and tight again. Now, if the lines are very, very deep, there's a couple things you can do there that would be much more, what I say, invasive. That would be injectables. And when we cross that line, you have options. So if it's just purely hydration, you can do what we call mesotherapy. And mesotherapy is again done with a needle, but it's not used with a dermafiller and it's not used with a toxin. And all it does is it takes again hyaluronic acid at a lower percentage and someone injects it, a doctor or a nurse, and it actually just hydrates the skin um, and sometimes you just need a bit of hydration to fill in those lines and restore, restore the area. Again, if that doesn't do it and you're still seeing that you know, heavy uh, lipstick bleeding or staining that you don't like, you can have, again, controversial, dun-dun-dun, <laughs> your lips done, okay? A lot of women don't know this. I'm going to tell you the secret you're going to need to get your lips done. And I think people think they're going to look like fish lips. That's not the case because what you would have done is not necessarily this full blown lip filler job. You'd go and have your lips done a really subtle treatment with lip filler. 
and you would tell the doctor your concern is lipstick bleeding, they would use a product that's quite soft so it wouldn't give you loads of volume. Um, but what it does is it rebuilds your vermilion border and helps eliminate those other fine lines that we see above the lip merging into the actual lip itself, the body of the lip. So if you go in and you give a border to the lip and a little bit of volume, it actually breaks the communication between those smoker's lines and the body of the lip. Wow. I had no clue. Mind blowing. (laughs) It is, it is a little mind blowing for someone that doesn't have injectable experience. I'm fascinated by it. Really. I am. Um, and I love this because like, like I said, I'm usually more along the lines of holistic remedies. And I'm also a lot of that has to do with the fact that I personally treat women over five, 35 that have had harsh skin conditions and, you know, even diseases. And sometimes they can't tolerate the same stuff that maybe you and I would be able to tolerate. Um, and when they go through treatments like chemo and stuff like that, it really changes their skin sometimes permanently and even ongoing medications that they take interfere with like the texture and the dryness of their skin and things like that. So these type of things aren't sometimes what they're after, but I have to say, or something that I would recommend to them personally, but, and it's just because of their sensitive situation, but with wrinkles in general, it's the only time I kind of veer off a little bit from being so hyper holistic. And that's because I also really like tried and true uh, skincare remedies and beauty treatments, which is what we, what, what the show is about today, really versus like the trendy stuff. I tend to go with what works. Like I, that's what I'm about. What works. And if you ask me what works, I cannot lie to you. Retin-A, it works. And it's been around for a million years. And so I can't deny that. Do what I recommend it to everyone? Of course not. No, but it's been around. It works. Chemical peels. I am, uh, I'm conservative. I have, uh, I have my own spa, home spa business where I treat my clients and we do light peels, you know? So, and I choose my, my products and my ingredients very carefully ones that are okay for sensitive skin. So I think that just going with somebody that really like, I, I know your partner Rupert has a, a clinic, um, three locations, actually his clinic is Viva skin clinics and he has a location in London, Sandbanks and Kent, you said, which is South of England. And he only does injectables. I think the point here is to go with the experts, go with the people that are going to be able to answer your questions. And I don't care whether you're going to someone that treats you holistically or that does the, the complete opposite. I want my questions answered. And if you go to the professionals, if you go to the dermatologist, if you go to the clinics, wherever you're going and they can't answer those questions, then go somewhere else. I mean, yeah. I b- believe that wholeheartedly go somewhere else. I can't else. stress that enough. I just can't stress that enough because, um, you know, here in England, we don't have regulations around that. So beauty therapists can do injectables, people that don't have actual medical qualifications. It's very different than in the US. And it is a problem here. We do see complications and it's not from the products, which is a shame. And then what happens is the media latches onto these things. And it's actually not a doctor that's done that treatment. And it's actually not what the patient necessarily asked for. Um, And it's really troubling to think 
when you are looking for treatment that works for you and you have struggled with, you know, say, acne scarring or you're tired of looking tired or you've got pigmentation and you're, you're on, you know, you're looking at Dr. Google and you're told that these aggressive treatments, you know, are going to make you look like some, what I call a bat out of hell, like just a crazy woman walking around the streets with overfilled face. And that's not the case because when someone has good work, you can't tell. So if someone goes to a really good doctor or a great nurse, and there's plenty of them in the States, you actually can't tell they've had treatment. They just look really well. They just look like they've aged well. And I think that's something that everyone should really take away is just if you, even if you have like an inkling of a curiosity of, you know what, I'm tired of my smoker's lines. I want to talk to a doctor about it. Go have a consultation with someone with great reviews um, that's only using FDA approved products, um, you know, that maybe has treated a friend of yours and just have that discussion because nine out of 10 times, they're going to have something for you that's going to complement the skincare regimen that your estheticians put you on. And it's just going to take the treatment to the next level because we can only do so much to our skin at the surface level because most of our aging happens beyond that. Most of our aging has to do with our bone structure as we age. We lose bone density and our fat pads begin to shrink and they sink. So it, you're, you're actually trying to, you're trying to win this like crazy battle with mother nature. And it's a really, it just gets really, really um, like messy if you don't go to the right people, if that makes sense. It does make sense. It does make sense. And I appreciate you saying that because I think that's really important, but back to like having consultations and stuff like that, there is something called bio-individuality and everybody should be treated as an individual And that's why I said for the people that I normally treat, I may not recommend some of the things that we're talking about today because it's based on them specifically, their experience, what they've gone through, what their needs are, where someone else that might be perfectly, perfectly fine for, it might give them great confidence. And sometimes that confidence can make them feel better. We all know thoughts leads to feelings and feelings lead to actions. i say it like every single time I'm on the show, it pertains to everything in life. So if it's making someone feel good, you know, there's the argument for that too. But I think consultations are really important. Like you're saying, um, that's why I love that you're on the show today because you're literally, and I'm not just obviously not just saying this, you're one of the sharpest, smartest friends that I have. I mean, you just really, you just really know your stuff. And, um, and I just knew that you would be able to share so much good information with us. We're not telling people here today, if you're listening, what you should do, we're giving you options and we're giving you alternatives because I know personally, even trying to heal people more holistically. Sometimes I have a client that's like, what can I do this week so that I can look better this weekend at a wedding? And I'm like, like, there's nothing I can tell you to do that I do that besides maybe like a light peel or something like that. I will say that would make your skin glow. But I'm just saying, if you want more dramatic results by doing this show, at least people can listen in and have some alternative options that might work for them specifically. You know what I mean? 
Oh, I completely agree. And I, I have this, I always have this like saying or thought in my mind and I've always had it since I, I started in, in this industry and I got even a bit more medical from like my holistic background. I did shift. And I think the thing is for me, and it's still at the core of everything I believe with skincare and with skin and with beauty, people's skin is like a sunset. No two are ever the same. Meaning you can't treat patient A and patient B the same because beauty is so subjective. It really has to do with that individual, what they, what makes them feel beautiful and how they want to age. And on top of that, how they want to manage aging. So it's like this beautiful formula that you have to customize to fit for that person where they're going to embrace it enough to actually take charge and start that new routine. It's all about just starting from one place and being able to complete a new routine to actually help prevent aging. That's really it. And I think, um, I think there's so many options out there now and there's so much education that it's really important to, like you're doing today, Gentry, I think it's great, to open that conversation and that dialogue and say, do you know what? Maybe there's other treatments out there beyond a cream. And, and that's okay to have that conversation as well. I love that. I think that that is actually an amazing place to end on today because I'm going to make you do a part two with me. I'm putting it out there right now with Claire Claire Henderson. I want a part two because I also would like to use your expertise because you have expertise in body contouring and sculpting and things like that. And even working at Invisalign now that we didn't get to today. So I want to have a part two where we talk about cellulite and we talk about other ways to make ourselves feel and look more youthful. Thank you so, so much for taking time out of your very, very busy schedule where you are now. And, um, and I look so forward to doing it with you again, Claire. Oh, I've had so much fun. I can't wait for session two. And I can't wait to, oh, I love cellulite. I absolutely <laughs> love talking about pinching fat. I really do. I know we'll talk about it on the next um, podcast, but... My last job, I literally got to go in and pinch people's fat. And I know that sounds really aggressive, but I just loved it because people are so beautiful and you don't really get to appreciate that. So you get to see all the different body types. And yeah, I've got great stories we can talk about. We can talk about diet, exercise, nutrition, and treatments out there for body contouring. Uh, I think that'll be a big, a big hit after, after lockdown. I'm calling it the lockdown love handles over here in England. <laughs> <laughs> that is so amazing. I, I, I would love to disagree with you, but I've eaten more homemade bread in my life in the last two months that I have in the last five years of being with Alex. So that's, that's what I get for, for living with an Italian. But, I mean, um, I think you and the rest of the nation, and, like America, England, if I saw one more banana, like banana bread recipe, I just thought I'm not going to be able to fit into any of my clothes. If I make another damn loaf of like zucchini bread or banana bread or brownies. I mean, we had a flour shortage over here, y'all. We didn't have any flour in the shops. We couldn't get enough. Us too. Uh, 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 Now we're really, now this is really funny for those of you that are hanging with us at the end of this conversation you may have experienced a flour shortage also and a yeast shortage in the grocery yes. store. Yes. Yes. Because people were making things from home. So yeah. Yeah. It happened here too. <laughs> I felt personally threatened because I was already baking before. And then 
then the Rona stepped in and like took all the flour that I normally was able to get. I'm sure in an Italian household, Alex felt the pain of not being able to get basic staples like that. But um, yeah, we could talk about the next podcast because I got loads of um, loads of DMs, direct messages. <laughs> this is a story of people I had tra- trained on cool sculpting and were treated as models going, you know, I could really have cool sculpting done again. I just thought this is so funny. So yeah. <laughs> Lockdown love handles. Get it trending. Lockdown love handles. I'm putting it down right now because that is, I think that's probably going to be our biggest show hit. (laughs) (laughs) So um, at least I'll be tuning in and paying attention. But thank you again so much, Claire. This is such awesome information and I cannot wait to talk with you again on another episode, a special series episode of Skin Talks. Love you. Love you, babes. Thanks, guys. Bye.